Opinionated Nation, one year and one day ago, the very first episode of the Opinionated Brothers podcast was released. It was surreal then and still kind of is to this day. But that actually wasn't the first episode we recorded. About a month prior, Tim, DJ, and I got together and recorded a pilot episode of sorts. We sent it to a select few family and friends for feedback, and the rest, as they say, is history. To celebrate one year of the show, and to thank you all for sticking by us through the growing pains, and we know there have been plenty of growing pains, we decided to release that pilot episode. Looking back, we've come a long way, and we hope you'll stay with us as we continue to grow. So sit back and enjoy part one of the Opinionated Brothers podcast, episode zero. That's totally different. That's totally different. Man. You guys will never ever be able to recreate 1996. Freak Nick 1996. None of that. 97, 98. None of but it. But I'm y'all didn't know it was going to be Freak Nick 96 when y'all, when y'all was on the way there. When y'all was on the way, both of y'all car, y'all was like, okay. We was leaving, hey, look, we was leaving school. Right. You know, we don't know what you think we are, man. <laughs> we was leaving school headed to the city. What you talking about, man? Hey. Just Posted saying. up in College Park all the way down. I was like, man, it didn't even matter, man. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, then I want to thank you for taking the time out of your days to give us a chance. The Opinionated Brothers podcast is a passion project that my friends and I have been wanting to do for a long time. The premise being, everyone has an opinion, so why not us? We're three unique individuals with three uniquely different backgrounds, life experiences, and of course, opinions. The only difference between us and countless other individuals who decide to start a podcast is, well, none. So after months of discussing and planning, we decided to get together, remotely of course, because social distancing, and press record. What came out was nearly two hours of genuine conversation between friends. So we decided to split it into two parts. Part one actually starts about 20 minutes into an already ongoing conversation about the perpetual cluster that is the COVID-19 outbreak and the effects it's having on us as personally, professionally, and spiritually. Part two is a little more lighthearted where we give our opinions on music. One thing you will find out about the Opinionated Brothers is that sometimes we're serious, sometimes we're funny, but we're always real. And if the length of this initial dry run recording is any indication, then we're going to have a lot to talk about as we move forward. With all that being said, the Opinionated Brothers present to you parts one and two of episode zero, the prequel to the Opinionated Brothers podcast. Enjoy. Think about that. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I do believe it came from China. I watched a few documentaries on it. Um, let, the let, guy let, who actually let, was a student let, who was in school. Let me ask you something real quick. Huh? Let me ask something real quick. We'll get back to that. But you said it came from China. What do y'all think about calling it the Chinese virus? That's racist. All right, so I got a few Chinese friends. I got a few Chinese friends. And what I'm learning about uh, people of Asian, of Asian, like that's, of Asian, you know, just that people that are Asian. People are committing hate crimes. People are giving them all sorts of backlash. People are making fun of them. Wow. Every every Chinese restaurant that I've tried to go to, I'm big on the Asian community. I love Chinese food. I, I always try. None of them are open right now because they're embarrassed because wow. of how America has treated these people. It may be like one or two, like some of the bigger ones who don't care about who make who really make money, like in Buckhead. We had to go all the way to Buckhead to get Chinese food, me and my girl on her birthday. That's how... Who does that sound like in America? Mm-hmm. What you mean? Who did you just describe? Everyday life. Americans? No. No. I mean, I mean kind of. Look in the mirror. Yeah. Because we, I was about to say, yeah, that's what we do. Look in the mirror. I didn't really, but I didn't realize it till one of my Chinese. He still didn't get it. He still didn't get it. For what you mean? Me? That I just described myself? Us, yeah. you describe us the way other people look at us. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I told my girl. I told her, I said, we would feel that's like if he's if he had to say the African virus or something like that, and they had a camp, we would have been up in arms. No, see, see like, no, 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 no. See, here's no, the thing, here's the thing. Af- Africa, see, when you say African virus, that implies geography. Chinese virus, not the Wuhan right. virus. Right. Chinese. If he had to say you would have been pissed off. You feel me? But, but, but think about it like this. What I'm telling you is, this is what I'm telling you. Everything that you described just then, it's the, it's, it's the average day of any black male in America. And you know what made me mad about that? I agree. My daughter, um, she goes to a private school and they have Chinese and Japanese just, teachers there. My opinion. My daughter goes to a private school. Um, they have language classes there. You can take Chinese and Japanese. She takes Chinese now. And my wife was telling me that a lot of the parents were having problems with the Chinese teacher. And that the private school is pretty much all black. I'm like, really? Y'all really gonna do that? Do y'all not see what y'all are doing? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Right. No, really. That, that, that really hey. bothered me when she told me that. Hey, it's the brown eye, blue eye experience. And you know the funny mm-hmm. part about it, when Trump first said the Chinese virus, I ain't gonna lie, I thought it was funny. I was laughing about it. I was saying China. I was saying China, how he wrote here like China, where did it come from? China. I kept saying that like weeks and weeks and weeks. One of my friends who who, who works with me at Nike, she's uh her dad is black, her mom is Asian, whatever, but she looks Asian. She don't even look black. Yeah. But she posted, and she's one of my close friends. I work with this girl every day. She posted on her Instagram, like she posted like a screenshot of this blog uh, and it's talking about how people are being treated like Asians and stuff like that. And I and I I learned that there committing hate crimes and all this stuff. And I had another one of my friends who actually is Asian, he's a chef, and he posted it. And I was like, yo, like people really out here being reckless to these people and they they not like, you know, these are innocent people, like really, you know what I mean? And I realized when I first, 
like making a joke about it. It was before he even said the Chinese virus, and I was saying it to one of my managers. I was like, "Y'all watch!" I was like, "Watch out! He Asian, whatever." He was like, "Bro, chill out! Like you might get in trouble." I was like, "Yeah, I'm just kidding, man. You know, I, you know, I joke. I kind of take it too far anyway. That's what I do." Hey, hey but you know what though? But when I said, I was like, "Dang, bro!" Like when when I now in hindsight, I'm like, "Dang!" Like just how playful we can be, but it's just like like you said. That's how we. That's how we get treated, like in America as well, and it's just crazy. It's just no, crazy. Yeah, but now I'm on the. Now I'm at looking at it like, dang, like. Basically, what basically what I'm saying is, me personally, I just look like it's you know like 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 the phrase "sticks and stones may break my bone, but words never hurt me." Those are just words. But in our case, though, look at Eric Garner, look at Trayvon Martin. These are things that happen in our community every single day, and, and everybody turned a blind eye to it. Think about the Asian community. How many times the Asian community actually looked and stood up and said, hey, hands up, don't shoot? I don't know. I, me personally, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm, I'm not a racist at all. I'm not trying to say that uh, I, 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 I'm happy that what's going on with them and this and that. I'm not happy about the situation, but I just want people to look at the whole entire bigger picture. I want them to look at it and say, they're just getting a little like taste of it. This is how we treat right. Hey. Whereas we get that on it, like you said, we get that on the bro daily. Man, I don't care if I don't care if they're, they're four or five years old. They still get treated differently. Black kids, man, it's the same thing. I'm trying to tell you, it's like it's to, it's it's to, it's to the point that basically where it's like I see somebody aging in the Asian community. Don't say Chinese virus. That's that's the meaning. That's okay. That's the meaning. Okay, when they say boy, come here. Uh, uh, or or get nervous when I walk in with a uh, Corona mask on, a coronavirus mask on, and kick me out of Walmart because I'm black. That Everybody in the old store, China, Asian people and Hold on, white people and Mexican people inside of the store, but you walk in with a coronavirus mask on and you get escorted out of the store by the police. Wait, did that happen? Not to I've me. Heard, I've, heard stories, I've heard stories. I've heard stories about that. It happened. Look at us. I saw something about um. I saw a story about the reluctance of the black community to wear those masks because of that reason, because exactly. of gang-related reasons. Not just gang-related, just because we scare everybody. Right. <laughs> so you got to understand, a black man with a mask on walking in the gas station. Message. Right. Come on, man. I mean, think about it. Do you guys see the sarcasm in it? Like, how many people you know are going to be standing at the register, six feet apart, apart from each other, and as soon as you walk in the store with your mask on, what is, what, what is every head going to do? <laughs> Speaking of the six, six, foot, six feet thing, like people do not respect that, bro. Like people didn't respect that before. before oh, okay. they don't, now, bro, I'd be like, bro, get back. Bro. Like, <laughs> like, I'd be wanting to say something almost, but it's yeah. like, that, but 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 that's one of the main reasons they're telling everybody now you have Stay to have a mask on. You gotta have it on. You gotta have it on because ain't nobody like you said respecting the six the six feet distance. The they're problem with that is people gonna people gonna take that mask and think it's too much protection. They gonna start ignoring it altogether just because they got a mask. Yeah. Now, and I, and it's like they say you got a mask, but a lot of people I don't think understand what the purpose of a non-surgical or non-medical mask is for. People like I had to explain my wife a couple of times that you know it's not so you don't catch nothing. You know, it's to stop what you have from getting out. And and, and that's the understand why that's why I don't understand it's not uh, a record. 
why it's a recommendation, not mandatory. Because if it's if it's to stop what you have from spreading, it only that only works if everybody has one. So that that's why I don't I don't I don't understand that's true. why it's just a recommendation. Like, and I I'm no like political science politician expert. I don't know what power the government could have to mandate everybody wear a mask. But I mean, one of the main things they're doing right now stay at home. People ain't even they, doing that. They go around and start wearing the people doing shit. People gonna believe it. <laughs> I mean, nah. I, I'll be out there the job and I'm like on the, on the highway, like, ain't no way all y'all essential. All y'all on the highway is not essential. All y'all is not going to. I ain't gonna lie. It been more and more people out on the highway lately, too. Like this morning, I'm like, okay, last week it was not this many people. I, right. I know y'all. It's like it's just a stay at home order, more people came out. <laughs> I'm like, no, what is this? It's really like, and now I think for the first few weeks, people was abiding by it. Now people are getting bored and people are like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. And that's going to be, that's gonna people, be the problem. My sister is one of those people. So when they had that ride in Miami, like two weeks ago, she was down there in it. I'm like, bro, all y'all was down, like y'all in Miami. <laughs> and the dude that made the video, if I, if I get Corona, I just get Corona. Like, oh, I'm wow. not going to let that stop me. I'm like, wow. we're spring, we're on spring break. I'm not going to wow. let that stop. Okay, bro. All right. Wow. Your first and last spring break. Okay, thank you. Now, now, now that, that's what I was about to say. I was like, spring break is far is it worth more important. Okay. Was Spring Week 96 not worth it, though? That's totally Spring Week 96. That's totally Man. different. That's, to <laughs> oh. that's totally different. That's totally different. Man. You guys will never, ever be able to recreate. 1996, Freak Nick 1996, Wherever that's what he. But you gotta realize this man thought he was finna go to that, and that's what he. That's what he. That's what he envisioned in his head. But see, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And to him, no, honestly, was, honestly, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even trying to sound like the old guy. I'm not trying to sound like the old head. But at the same time, though, it's like the younger generation right now don't even believe in um like nothing can happen to them. Nah, they feel like they're invincible, bro. They like, don't bro. Nothing can happen to them. Bro, they feel invincible. Like, I'm like, okay. Do you know how many people I'd have sat there and actually heard them say, the coronavirus, I'm not worried about the coronavirus. Uh, I, I don't have any health issues or anything like that. Dude, I know 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds going to the hospital and die in New York City with no health issues. That That's it's funny you say that because they were talking about how, um, I think Dr. Dr. Fauci was saying, Everybody in America is gonna know somebody who is suspected. Oh, I got two family members. I, I, I know two, a uh, former coworker and my pastor. I got two family members. Wow. Two family members that have it. My cousin and my uncle. So my cousin, and these are on two different sides of the family. My, my step, my dad's uncle has it, my grandma's brother, 
and my stepmom's cousin, distant cousin, has it. Well, and I know both I know of them, a couple of friends, you know, like friends and stuff like. But now, I'm, I'm, thank God, none of my family members. But honestly, I, I really do believe my uncle. They just had his funeral uh, two weeks ago. No, a week a week ago. And to COVID. I think, I, I think I think that had something to do with it, even though they didn't yeah. say it. Yeah. yeah. And um, they we it, it really wasn't a funeral like that though. You couldn't you couldn't go to the funeral. I couldn't leave here and go to Alabama and go to the funeral or nothing like it was, that. Oh. A friend of mine, um, uncle, no, her, her her father's best friend had passed away, and they said he had passed away from COVID. Right? They went to they, they had a funeral for. Him. She told her father she told her father not to go to the funeral because you know. They they said you know even when you're dead it still lives into the, it lives in the body if if you if you had it he didn't go but everybody who went out of everybody who went thirty people came back tested positive for the uh, virus where was this thirty no where was this I think this was in Tennessee she uh, oh probably, okay my wife told me something I think she said something something similar in Augusta I think she's telling me about was it Augusta Tennessee I well so. I, I saw I saw her posted online she posted it online. And she said she told her father to stay at home. He stayed at home. It's a shame, bro. Yeah. You see, it's 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 even killing you <clears throat> and, and and affecting you when you're dead, like affecting people that's standing around the body. That's why I think that's why I think now they put much majority of this stuff inside of uh inside of the trailers like they've been doing. Because you don't even want con- bodies. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even want really want nobody uh, messing with the bodies. That's why they can't even have funerals like that. That's why. That's why you saw in China when people was like they were so in, um, inhumane and they was burning the bodies and all that type of stuff. That's why well, they was forced quarantining people though. Yeah, they were. And, that, and, and that's that's a, that's like really one of the fundamental differences of why they'll probably get a handle on it before we do. They already have got a well before. Well, I mean, they got more of a for, for a while, I think they said they, they got some cases. Some cases, some there might be some more new cases since they open stuff back up, but. Yeah, that's what I think that's what America is afraid of. They're afraid that like when they um open back up, it's gonna spike again or something like it will. surge again. If if they just say, All right, everything's back open, it will. I'm gonna say right now, they can say that. I'm not going to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 but but you know what though? But you know what though? A lot of people don't even understand the magnitude of how this is gonna affect everything from going forward. Like Everything we can't go back to the way we used to be. We can't go back to the way. Everything. Everything. Well, you hope hope so. That's a faster way to start martial law. Oh, yeah. But a lot of stuff about to change, though. Like, I had a few, I had a few points. I mean, like I said, we already talked about how coronavirus affected the work. We talked about how it affected, you know. Did we talk about how, how it affected your family? We, you said a couple of you guys knew about it, right? Uh, we didn't. Um, I think when when it first when everything first started happening, just because a lot of the work we're in, it was a little bit stressful. Was it though? It was a little bit stressful because you know, number one, mainly because I was one of the people who was like, it was kind of like the flu; it wasn't gonna be that bad. Then I noticed how contagious it was getting, how every day cases were exponentially just growing and growing. It's like, okay, this might be a little bit more serious. And then... Do you think it was a little stat padding in that? Like a little padding? Possibly. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I hadn't what? thought about it. I hadn't thought about it, but possibly. Fluctuation. Well, 
If anything, I think, if anything, I think it's undercounting. numbers. Oh, okay, okay, okay. If anything, I would think it was undercounting. You think so? I'm kind of naive that way. No, 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 no. I mean, that's your. But yeah, I, I think, I think, I, I think, I think the numbers are, like you say, this probably it's been here since at least November, probably. Oh, I know. <laughs> and the first case that we knew of was in Washington, that we knew of in February. How long ago? How long has it been spreading before then? That's one thing that's well, undercounting. Trust me, I know. See, but but see, like I said before, that's just my opinion. Okay, now think about think about it like this. We talked about we talked about we hit a few number a few few spots, but how how this coronavirus affected the church? How has how, how has it affected your faith though? So, um, my uh, well, that's the thing. That's 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 two that's two things that we're gonna touch on. How do, how how do you think it's affecting the church? And how do you think it's affecting people's faith as well as your own? My pastor said, "Stay home." I affected my <laughs> church. He said, "Look." So we just know. built a whole new sanctuary, and it got finished in January. We were in there February. Well, it got finished January. We were in there like the end of January, the whole month of February, then March. Wrap. Right. And it's so crazy, but the timing of everything, it's just like, we built this big old sanctuary, nice, beautiful, and now nobody's in it to enjoy it. God is definitely speaking to America, speaking to the world, and just trying to say something. He not ple- I don't feel like he's pleased with us. I feel like um, he's trying to get everybody to humble themselves and you know bow down before him and, and really acknowledge him. I feel like we're acknowledging so many other things, but... He took away the NBA. He took away all these idols that we can look at to serve and to look at, get on the internet and look at every day to really focus on him. And I don't feel like either this, none of this is going to, uh, it's, it, everybody got to just wake up. Everybody got to wake up, man. Like we got to acknowledge him and we got to, you know, make it out, seek him and do our due diligence every day, bro. It's like, it's, a, it's real. And uh, you got even people who don't believe in God, who don't, who are atheists and all this stuff. They can't make sense of none of this. No matter how much they try to, they can't make sense of none of this. And they, and I feel like this is humbling a lot of those kind of people. And that opens windows for us as Christians to disciple those people. But we gotta, you know, we gotta we gotta wake up and we gotta be in tune when we gotta we definitely gotta be ready. You know what I mean? So Okay, with with you saying all that though, how how much contact have you had with your pastor and a lot more people inside of the church ever since, you know, the closing of the door so far? I'm at church every Sunday. I'm on a media team, so I'm there every Sunday regardless COVID or not. Uh I haven't had a lot of contact with a lot of people though. Uh, even my mentor, I haven't seen him since since the lockdown. He's one of the, uh, he on the pastoral staff, but he's not one of the lead pastors uh, at the church. And I haven't seen him. I've been able to text him, and we got a group of guys that I've been able to contact and keep them like uplifted, and you know, making sure we stand on the right path and stuff. You know, just not being tempted by temptation. And, all this stuff, because this idle time for some people, man, and it's like it's the devil's playground. So um, I haven't so, had a lot of contact with him, but the, the, I've been trying on my end to do what I can. You know what I mean? It's, not through video, nothing. Uh, not through video, no. 
just over the phone. Just over the phone. Yeah, but That's most of I see the pastor and I see the uh a couple of other people that's on the pastor staff, some of the lead pastors at church Sunday, because we still had to do the service, but we don't have a congregation and we don't have like some of the extra people. Like all the essential people for the service, we're there. Um, even when I went down to visit my dad, uh, I did his service for him at his church. And it was just me, it was literally me and him because he don't have a big uh, congregation like my church. So it was just me and him. I was literally recording him on Facebook Live and uh, had a whole setup going and whatnot. And man, it's my stepmom. She she drives two hours, an hour and thirty minutes to go to her church, and she's having to use my dad's church right now to do her recording in because, I mean, you know what I mean. It's just like, okay, what do you do at that point? Okay, so. so right now you guys are doing live stream through your church though. Yeah. Right now, consistently. Yeah. What about you? Consistently. Huh? What about you, P? We're doing live stream. I was like I said, um, the past couple of weeks have been rebroadcast because my pastor was ill. Um, but we do live live streams on Sundays, and I think they do Bible studies on Wednesdays. But he has COVID. You said. I believe we believe so. He 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 had pneumonia about a week, okay. two weeks ago, and based on the symptoms, it sounds like it was caused by COVID. He's getting, right. he's getting worse. No, he's getting better. He's recovering. Okay. He just he just did a um um a Good Friday service from his home on good. Friday. So that's awesome. That's good. Stuff. Um. Yeah. But it's it's the same thing on my end. Same thing. We've been on, uh, but majority of our stuff, we've been doing like uh, Bible study and stuff on Wednesday nights online and having church service, Sunday school, all that online, you know, through Zoom. You know what yeah. I mean? Because at the same time, like I said, COVID-19 happened. The doors of the church have been closed. But at the same time, no, we all need to understand that we are the church. Church, the, the, the actual building is just the building that's going to be there. Right. You're right. the church. So church, so church should never stop. Right. Right. Church is a lifestyle, man. It should never stop. So the thing yeah. is, though, I, that, that's that's why I said, you know, like, it affects the church physically. The physical aspect of it, the money, monetary aspect of it. But at the same time, me getting on my knees, praying to my father, mm-hmm. me getting in my closet, getting in my Bible, getting a better understanding of what I need to understand and 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 being able to hear his voice and being able to listen, that's on a whole nother level. That should never stop. And that's the thing that the Lord is trying to tell everybody right now. Like the Lord is basically trying to tell you, uh, I need more of you. I'm not talking about them. I'm not talking about us. I'm not talking about we. I'm talking about you. And that's the thing that we got to start getting in our heads to the point where it's like, I understand that um, as a group, we are mighty, we are strong. You strong by yourself, especially when it's just you and the Lord. You gotta understand that. You feel what I'm saying? And I think I think we lose grip on that sometimes. I think I think sometimes that we get so we get so comfortable with being in a group to where we don't even know how to stand alone. Mm-hmm. We don't yep. we don't we don't we don't even know how to come to the Lord alone. Been and sometimes there. I feel like we need eyes on us to be able to perform, and that's not the case. The Lord said you should be able to perform with me at all times. At all times, your conversation with me should be just like you're talking. I'm talking to P. I'm talking to 
See, I'm talking to all y'all. Hey, all this should happen just like I'm speaking to the Lord. If you know me, you know me. If you trust me, you trust me. If you mm -hmm. hear me, you know I hear you. You feel what I'm saying? You got to understand the Lord, the Lord just don't speak through people. He speak to you too. Right. You got to believe he speaks to you. I ain't trying to preach to you. I'm trying to preach to you. You got to listen. <laughs> <laughs> you can have that one. Hey, you can have hey, hey, <laughs> hey, you already know. From two or three, we got three. You know oh, who yeah, he is. Yeah. So, at the same, oh, so at the same time, though, you know what I mean? He's like I here. said, at the same time, though, that's just my opinion. Hey, we got three brothers with an opinion. Pete, while we're in the middle of the broadcast right now, let me hear that intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Opinionated Brothers Podcast. Sometimes we're funny, sometimes we're serious, but we're always real. Let's go. Um, your host, Travis Porter. I have my co-host, Dewan Jackson. And my co-host, Tim Lewis. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So this is, this hey, is kind of an interesting, this is an interesting time. We weren't planning on doing this. Our, I guess we can call this our pre, pre, preview episode, episode zero. Uh -huh. We weren't planning on doing like this. That. Remotely. Double zero. <laughs> we were doing this remotely, but uh it should have went down in the world. So <laughs> we're all confined oh, yeah. to our homes mostly. It literally went down in the DM. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Elsie, getting back to what you were talking oh. about, um, how's it affecting oh. the family? Uh -huh. Uh for me, my biggest worry was uh my daughter, not so much for her health. Fact that she's four and she is not gonna understand why we can't go to the park, why we can't go right. to TTs, why we can't go to Sky Zone, why oh, can't wow. why can't I go to school? Like if I'm at home, why, if I'm at home, like, why can't we go hang out? <laughs> right. that, that that was my biggest worry. It really wasn't. It caused me a lot of that. Plus, I'm talking. My wife has a not an ill grandmother, but a grandmother in a, in a nursing home. You know, of course, she has her health problems and can't go visit her. So you got that. Plus, trying to come home from doing the central services, exposing yourself, you know. Yeah. At the beginning, right. that really kind of weighed on me. But I started to look around. I started to meditate. I started looking around at how they were doing, and they were fine. Right. You know, my daughter's adjusting. You know, we're she's. I've never seen her more happy. She get on her nerves because she just going, 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 going. But um, you know, she's 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 adjusting. She's understanding. She. It's still hard for her to do school at home because she's at home. Right. So, but. Like at the crib. Yeah. She's at home Pardon? and when she's around mom and daddy, she's like, it's time to help. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Even though my teacher's <laughs> looking at me, I got daddy right here. So that means I can just do whatever. I show okay. whatever. <laughs> she, she's understanding and she's adjusting. We're all adjusting pretty well and that's all. She turned into Nick Cannon. She said, y'all know what time it is? <laughs> Wild style. <laughs> Hey, no doubt. When when her teachers say, "All right, five minute break," boy, she is gone. Break time. <laughs> turn turn it off real fast, though. I'm like, man, that's hilarious. But that's awesome, though. I mean, you you really you really don't even think about that side of that right there, though, man. Because how you just said that, and you just said like you really didn't even think about yourself per se. You thought about your family first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how how's it gonna affect my daughter? How's it gonna affect my wife? You know, how how's it gonna affect our interaction? How's it gonna affect me having to explain to her? That's deep, bro. That's another yeah. level. 
know what I'm saying? That's a whole other side of it that, that, like, you know, people without kids and people, you know what I mean? We want to look at it like that. And then right. you know, I wouldn't even know what to do if I had a four year Like, at the crib, like, bro, I don't know what to do with myself, let alone a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother human. <laughs> we know, too. And me and my wife are talking about that, and we're, we're fortunate enough, but we're still collecting paychecks. What about those people who have that same problem, Thank but they got laid off? Thank you. You know? Thank you. How has it affected you with you being a small business, you and your business partner? How has it affected y'all got an EMT service? So it's like, like, I don't know, but how has it affected y'all? Like, it affects us, it affects us every day, man, because you got to look at it. You got to look at uh, having to be there to provide jobs for those who need it. You feel what I'm saying? We don't want to ever have to close the doors on nobody, man, because there's a lot of people that depend on us. So from that aspect of it, we want to keep them safe. We had a patient that one, we had a patient a little while back who was going through some things in her personal life to the point to where she was basically acting out, man, like really having no respect for herself, her family, nothing like that. And it was to the point to where I had to make a decision of, do I want to continue to make money with her or do I want to protect my crew? And I dropped her. I dropped her and her, and her family had to come back and tell me like, hey, no, 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 please don't do it. You know, we're gonna make sure she's fine. We're gonna make sure she's going. We're gonna make sure that she's not out here like this, running the streets because my employees come first. You gotta understand, if my employees get sick, we really don't even have a business. You have to take care of your employees. And if you're not taking care of your employees, you don't have a business. So Wait, um, like I said, it, affect, it affect us every day to try to do the right thing, man. You know, we gotta, we gotta you know, that's why we try to keep the hand sanitizer, the wipes. You know, we got to kind of keep the, the gloves on hand. We got to keep the mask on hand. We got to keep all that. You know, it, it affects us in a major way. And, and as far as money-wise, <clears throat> it don't affect us that much because it's the government who has control of all the money. You feel what I'm saying? And y'all are essential, essential business, too. Yeah. Yeah. And anything, if, if, if anything slows down at all, if anything slows down at all, the government in itself already said that they will help help everybody out. That means if the money slows down for being paying payroll or anything like that, you know, we we're able to set up with different like grants and loans and stuff like that, being able to go out there and get stuff. Oh, this is, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I've been questionable. I've had questions about how they're gonna handle all this. Mm -hmm. To me, it seems like they're more concerned about the large businesses because they're, 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 they're like giving, yeah, they're giving small businesses loans, but you have to maintain ninety percent of your staff, whatever. You can't lay anybody, can't lay like you have to you can't lay like ten percent off whatever in order to get it without having to pay it back. But like big businesses, they just do what they want. Basically. You know? No, the businesses can't lay nah, so like Nike, like they can't lay us in order for them to get the money that they're they're uh basically the money to basically offset everything, they can't let us go. So right now, everybody on staff, they have to keep all of us on staff. So no one has got furloughed, laid off, or anything. Only thing has happened is uh, uh, Mark Parker stepped down, which I said happened before all this happened because, you know, they know what's going on. But no one has, like, got fired or laid off. If anything, people have walked away. But no one has got like fire laid off. And in order for them to get the grants and the money that the government is issuing out to these big companies, they have to keep these people, they have to keep paying these people and keep them with a secure job. 
Keep them with a secure job, but at the same time, though, um, when you go to work now, what's the difference? I don't. I'm not. We're not working. We're getting paid to. I'm getting paid to talk to y'all right now. So they're doing. Nike's doing that. Yeah. So yeah. Most. Of, so like most of the Fortune 500 companies, uh, the ones that are so basically it's like a class system with these companies. So basically, all these the bigger companies that are bigger than like Nike and stuff like that. Those people, pretty much, don't get the benefits that the middle. Which these still being all the companies that I'm saying are middle class businesses, but the middle class supports these businesses. Those are they are not the people that are above them are not getting the benefits of like you know those grants and loans stuff because they make too much money. So they have they're having to lay people off. Like BMW, my stuff that he the director of BMW, he wanted the finance directors of BMW. He's not getting. They have they have to furlough this amount of people. These amount of people, they're not able to keep them secure job because they're having to come out of their own millions of dollars to come out of their pocket. Now, these middle class, like Fortune 500 companies that we see on TV, like uh, Nike, like when you go to your stocks, those places, TJX, all those places, they're able to keep their staff because they're getting these grants and loans that we talked about from the government. They're getting government support and able to keep their staff in order for them to get that. It's an agreement that they have to keep those people on. But you do know a lot of them are still keeping them on and then basically like, basically re- helping retaining their job, but they're making them go get unemployment. Oh yeah, so like my girl, her, she works as a esthetician at, at, a, at a salon or whatever. And basically they getting to keep a job, but the business can't pay them like the business can't pay them directly. So they're having to file temporary unemployment because they make money off their tips and all that. The business makes money off them working, but they make their money off tips from that. So they have to file temporary unemployment because she, you know, they can't pay them because they're not making no money right now. They don't have no, no people coming in getting waxes or whatever. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Elsie, you were saying um, things gonna have to change. Tips are gonna have to change. Oh yeah. Like, cause like you said, those people, like Tim, like your girl, yeah. Um, people waits waiting staff who like what? What's the, what's? The, I never worked in restaurant industry. What is it like? Two dollars is what they pay. Then they get they paid. Get, they get paid off tips. Three dollars, three dollars and eighteen cents. Three dollars eighteen cents, and they so they live off tips. And that's it. That's the high paying was three dollars and eighteen cents. <laughs> that's like the fifteen percent, like fifteen percent, you know, twenty percent, you know, and so forth. But at the same time, though, that's what I was gonna bring up too. When you say a Fortune five hundred company or something like that, what do you put somebody like Cheesecake Factory? I think cheese because I'm not sure they're an open, um, like an open company where you can invest with them. I'm not sure. Let me check. Uh, so basically, most of your Fortune 500 companies are the ones that that have those. Uh, I don't know. That's how I learned about them. Just the ones that you can kind of open investment. Those people either they're lower than Fortune 500 or above it, um, and they don't have you. They have a private stock, uh, private stock or whatever that you can invest in. That's um, one. But you know, that's one thing I've been doing mainly. You know, since this uh, coronavirus set in big time. You know, a lot of stock, you know, dropped majorly. 
You know, right. a lot of stuff dropped major. Cheesecake Factory is 1898. What is that? Oh, 18,000. Yep. Oh, that's how much. Okay. So they are open. So that's a Fortune 500 company. But guess what? They booked on the system, right? And said, did y'all see that message that they sent out? Mm-mm. So they sent the oh, message. Oh, they're not paying rent. Yes. Hey, guess what I said? Guess what I said? I said, they got a black guy. Up in their office, and you know what? <laughs> you need but, one of these right now. But you know what, though? But you know what, though? But did you hear everything he said, though? Yes, yes. He said they're not paying rent because why? They can't afford to pay rent. He said they can't afford to pay rent, but at the same time, though, majority of his working staff are what? Tips. And what are they doing right now? Get yeah, unemployment, right? Getting unemployment. So that's what I'm saying. Yep. You got Fortune 500. All companies like Nike, Nike could have made y'all guys do nothing but unemployment, like they like every other company did. But Nike is being generous and making sure that their employees are taken care of. Because they get that money though, but they get that kickback though. That's why they doing it. They like shoot. That's we, the majority we, of the companies. Are getting. Majority of the companies again. Even I don't. I don't think Cheesecake Factory is getting that though. You don't think they get one? Because they're not that. Okay, so with them, like those companies that you're talking about that are, what I want to say, that are based on, around like tips and stuff, they don't pay their employees. Like the Cheesecake Factory employee doesn't get paid the same as me. You see what I'm saying? Even entry level. Because they get paid off tips. I'm saying their job is not paying. Cheesecake Factory. Well, not all not of them. Not like all the wait staff party, but not like, not like the cooks. That's what I'm talking about. The wait, I'm talking about the wait staff. Majority of their people the bulk, are wait The bulk staff. of the workforce. Is the wait staff. Yeah. That's not the case with us. We don't get paid off tips at all. You see what I'm saying? Right. Y'all get so paid that's what, salary or hourly. So they come, who, well, mo- majority of us getting paid hourly, uh, sat, but we do have salary people in the building, of course. But um, that's what I'm saying. Like Nike, Nike's the way it's set up. I think it's based, but I think I, I think it's based off the way um that the company is set up. Is what I'm saying because I don't think Cheesecake Factory is getting that kid. Man. That's what I was saying because that's why I asked you a question: Would you get paid hourly or salary? Because salary employees, they they're the ones who basically should be still getting paid. If you get paid hourly, they can put you on unemployment. Because every worker at Cheesecake Factory that get tips, they also get paid hourly. You gotta understand that check might be small for their hourly pay. And they and they, and they live mainly off the tips, but they get paid hourly. But this is the difference. You can't they have the staff and not get paid hourly. They can't just work for tips. What I'm saying is though, it's a the difference is the tier and the level. Of course, I know what you're saying about the tier wise as far as starting pay and well, I'm just saying the tier, of their com- the tier of their company. Because when you think about big restaurants, Cheesecake Factory is not at the top of your list. But when you think about the tier of of clothing, Nike is number one retailer. In um, you see what I'm saying? Like, so I think it's I, and and I'm not saying that had. I think that has something to do with it. 
I definitely think the tier of the company has something to do with it too. But that's what I said. I said Nike just making sure they're taking care of their employees. But because they have the means to though. They have they have the, means to have the means. They do have the means to do it. I don't think they do. Who? Cheesecake? Yeah. Oh, I'm not, I'm not saying they have the means to take care of like that's what I'm saying. No. That's what I'm saying. They do have the means. No, that's what I'm telling. But that's what I was saying from the jump too. So we're saying the same thing. We saying the same thing. Okay. Yeah. I knew Nike had the means to. When when we first heard about it, I I had no worries. I'm like, well, they just gonna pay us and tell us they at the crib. I mean, Nike. I don't know. They kind of. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how I. Knew. I just was like, I didn't. I didn't feel like, oh, they was gonna send us home and be like, well. Y'all got to figure it out. I'm like, y'all made too much. From what I see on the daily, from what I see these Jordan releases and what how how quick these shoes sell, I'm like, no, they got the money. They just they just did a three million dollar remodel for our store alone. See what I'm saying? Like, they got the and money. I think, but the thing is, though, do you think a, a company like that should get any kind of kickback? And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's my point. Cheesecake Factory know that these come. They know that they probably should. What I'm saying is they're not getting it, and they probably know that they should get it, and they don't have the means to do what they need to do, which is why they even, which is why they're reaching out and they they did and it went public and all that stuff. I think that's a that's that that did that wasn't done by mistake. That happened for a reason. But at the same time, no, I think sometimes it's being favoritism. When it comes to these big companies and it comes to these, uh, what the higher up you get, bro, it get it just get, bro. I I know, like I'm sure it get like very. You gotta not be in with the right people. I'm sure, and I think Nike has some of the people that's in those places. Definitely, or, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but hey, or. My opinion, or have someone in office like you have an office who take care of the big guys. Facts. Cheesecake ain't got that kind of pool. That's just my opinion. But at the same time, though, you know, it it was done strategically. The kickback. That's, that's my point. I'm like, bro, they did they, and that's why I wasn't worried. I'm like, bro. It was, it was handled strategically, and, and everybody who knows somebody was going to get taken care of. All I'm going to say, favor ain't, favor ain't fair. My parents been saying that a long time. <laughs> but that's the favor of the Lord, man. That's the favor of the Lord. Your I'm turn that, see, <laughs> I think Nike is one of the outliers. That, that's the reason Nike's one of the good stories. Because mm -hmm. Nike very well could have done all, they could have done everything you said and then still laid y'all off. Facts. And that's what I was saying. You know, that's what I was saying. I was saying Nike they very well still can. They can, that's but they too. won't. They won't. You know why they won't? Bad. Because it's their bad. name means it's more bad. than anything. Right. Who did Kaepernick? Was it um, was it Adidas or was it Nike that signed Kaepernick? Yeah. That was yeah. that. Oh yeah, they ain't about to do that. No, they, they ain't about. They ain't about to let y'all all y'all go after getting all the good business. No. That's what I'm trying to tell. <laughs> no. Look, that that was the whole point I was trying to make the whole time. Nike. Yeah, it's not going to. And that's what I'm saying. It's the tier, bro. Like they know, they know what tier they is, bro. Not just the tier. It's not the name. tier, man. It's, it's PR. It's PR. That's what I'm saying. That's the tier, though. It's like Jay Z.
he's can in you a imagine? Can you imagine? Because of his name, like, bro, he in a whole different. You can't bring up any other rapper in that category. I'm like, I'm like Gucci man, man. I don't, I don't chase behind Jay Z. Jay, he's just like me. He's just a man. You put his pants on like I put mine. Bro, we never talk, you know, we never talked about music. Uh, hey, we can talk about anything. Whatever you got an opinion about. Stay tuned for part two of the Opinionated Brothers podcast, episode zero.